Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. All right, we're continuing with chapter two, also known as part two, fasting. What, when, why, and how? And we're answering common questions about fasting. And we're now going to tackle the topic, how do I get back on track if I fall? How do I get back on track if I fall? Most people do not fast perfectly when beginning. Okay, let me say that again. This is important. Most people do not fast perfectly when beginning. And also just a reminder, the book is Feasting and Fasting, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why. And we just uploaded my book on addiction as well. Help, I'm addicted. Overcoming the cravings that overcome you. Both of these are going to be available as free downloads. So how do I get back on track if I fall? Most people do not fast perfectly when beginning. And let me add, most people do not fast perfectly at all, okay, myself included. So on my first seven-day water fast, okay, let me talk about that for a minute, I used bone broth and a few scoops of protein powder and a handful of nuts just to get me through. And people say, well, that wasn't a water fast. Well, to me it is because it's it's mainly just water. I'm not having juice. I'm not having any food necessarily. I'm just having water. But if I have to get through preaching or a difficult counseling session or something, I'll have just a little bit of nutrients. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that others cave in. Not every one of us can take some time off and go lay down in, in a bed and relax for a week. So I'm not suggesting that you cave in, but I am offering hope for those who fall. Now, during my first full day water fast years ago, I had a cup of orange juice to get me through. God doesn't look at calorie intake. He looks at the condition of our heart. However, to receive the full benefits of fasting, it's best to refrain from any food or juice, if possible, and drink water only. I'm going to get into a lot more questions and answers as we go on. But on this point, putting hydrogen in your water, hydrogenated water, that's a lot different than partially hydrogenated oils. It's not even the same, really the same thing. That's something good to do. Maybe distilled water. Remember, distilled doesn't have any of the trace minerals in it. So I personally believe, especially now, you know, where our soil is so depleted, we don't know how, how our reserves are. I think it's okay to take some electrolytes, you know, while you're fasting, potassium, sodium, that would be good. Potassium, magnesium, they actually come in trace mineral drops preset for you. You don't have to worry about the ratios and things like that. So God looks at the condition of our heart, but it is good not to, you know, well, Shane said I can have some nuts or Shane, no, I mean, I would just, I would push through, you know, but again, I've seen so many people, let's say, oh, I had a handful of nuts and then they quit. They quit when 30 days from now, they could be in phenomenal spiritual shape had they maintained the fast or 21 days or 10 days or seven days, whatever your goal is. So if you fall, get back up on track and move forward. Isn't that the Christian walk? The key to long-term change is lifestyle change. Today's choices affect tomorrow's rewards. I really want to get that point across. Did you get that? Because this is key. This is key in your journey. Today's choices affect tomorrow's reward, or it influences tomorrow's reward, or it hurts tomorrow's reward. So it's important, it's important to take care of your body before and after fasting. Again, 
fasting does not replace a healthy lifestyle, okay? Fasting does not replace a healthy lifestyle. You need to have fasting mode, okay? On and off from time to time. And uh, that's how it works. So it becomes part of your lifestyle. Again, not being weird about it, not being legalistic, not being, oh, he fasts all the time. But, you know, hey, I'm going to tell my flesh, shut your mouth from time to time. My goodness, that's to me, that's all biblical. I mean, how many scriptures, maybe we'll find go through all the scriptures to uh, crucify the flesh, to don't make provision for the flesh, to walk in the spirit, to kill the appetites. I mean, there's just, it's just, there's so much there. But the problem is we love eating and we like to make excuses for overconsumption. So it's important to take care of your body before and after fasting. Again, the fasting does not replace a healthy lifestyle. It complements it. So even so, if you are fasting for physical health, what is the benefit of going weeks without coffee, junk food, nicotine, and so on, and then fall right back into the harmful habits once the fast is over. So that's what happens a lot, is people go on a fast, say, oh man, I'm feeling better, I'm eating better, especially if people that do the Daniel healthy eating program, and then back right in, back into the old lifestyle. The thing they want to get out of is the thing they go right back to. You know, it's in all of our DNA, most of us, to go back to that old man, the the, the flesh, things like that. And so you do have to be vigilant, but your goal should be the opposite to keep fueling a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Did you catch that? It's been estimated that every pound of fat requires an extra mile or two of blood vessels. Every pound of fat requires an extra mile or two of blood vessels. So let's lose some weight and let's get our heart working even more efficiently. That means more work for your body, especially the heart. Two and a half years ago, I was carrying approximately 45 extra miles of blood vessels than I was when I wrote this book. So I think I wrote this book after a fast and I, I fluctuate, you know, I was at the height, I think 240, 240 pounds, six foot two when we planted the church and it was, you know, just kind of husky like a football player. And then, you know, as I get older, the importance of being leaner and it's a battle, you know, I, I wish I could not want to eat all the time in certain foods. I, I eat pretty healthy, but if you eat too much, it doesn't matter. And I remember I went plant-based, just ate too, much, too many nuts, too many carbs and back up to 230. And so that's when I think I went on this fast back in 2018. I think the lowest I've ever got while I'm recording this is like 189, 189. And then I, I went back up and then, you know, I fluctuate, you know, probably now around 210 pounds. Not that that matters, but, you know, put in the back of your mind that you do lose weight. But here's the thing. Let's say you lose 20 pounds. You know, you're going to gain a good five, six, seven pounds of that right back. Don't be frustrated by that because it's water weight. Remember carbohydrates, hydrates, they hydrate your body. So you're fuller, your muscle bellies are fuller and you get the, the fiber, the gut bacteria starts. So you've got good four or five pounds of water and fiber and things like that. And if you're eating again, you're replenishing the body. So I have no problem six, seven pounds. And again, it's not about weight loss, but I believe fasting is a wonderful opportunity to reset, to reset your body and to start now moving in the right direction. I did write a book on that, 40 Days to Reset Your Life. Again, you can download it for free at the church website. So anyway, let me continue here. It took me a few years to finally work up the courage to do a seven-day water fast. I think it was when my wife went to a conference and happened to take the kids and went up and visit some family or friends, actually, and I said, okay, I'm going to stay home and water fast because it's not easy when you've got five kids at home. But it is doable. It is doable, depending on the power of the made-up mind. So don't take on too much. Start with, you know, small steps. The body eventually adapts. And, you know, now I can go a full day without really any difficulty. It's not even eating. You know, the body adapts. The fact that you're stepping out in faith pleases God. 
And if you fall, get back up and move forward. Direction, not perfection, takes you to the finish line. So don't allow fasting or any other spiritual discipline to become too rigid and mechanical. Don't let it become a system of works. Type A people need to avoid rules and regulations and striving for perfection. Whereas passive people need to be aggressive with a plan and a purpose and get up and fulfill it. Don't beat yourself up if you slip. Get back up. Some of my fasts have not been completed perfectly. I must have said no a thousand times. And then I almost allowed a bite of nuts or something to stop me. And it gets frustrating. And, you, you know, you're just like, oh, and it's just the, the battle of the flesh. And so I'll see it through and, and you don't want to cave in. But if you do, you want to get back up and keep fighting. And I can't explain why. But looking back, I think God uses failures to demonstrate his grace and mercy. Obviously, staying on track is ideal, but sometimes we fall. And like children, we are growing in our walk with the Lord. Infants learn to walk by getting back up. They don't quit when they fall. They get back up. Eventually, you will walk where you once fell. Let's answer another question that we get often. Can I drink coffee, tea, or soft drinks when I'm fasting? Okay, coffee, tea, or soft drinks. And if you're having a hard time getting off of these things you're addicted to, help, I'm addicted. My book will be good for you in that area because it kind of walks you through a lot more than this book does. I'm just going to tell you the bottom line. And a lot of people like Bulletproof Coffee or other doctors that highly recommend fasting, they'll tell you it's okay to have this. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you both sides and let you decide what you want to do. So can you drink coffee and stuff, tea and soft drinks when fasting? Well, the short answer is no, especially soft drinks. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Now, if it's herbal tea, I would do organic herbal tea. So there's no pesticides, fungicides, and herbicides sprayed on those tea leaves. Herbal tea, nothing in it, you know, not, not a bad idea. Decaf organic coffee, you know, nothing in it, cream sugar, that, that's fine. However, some will say you can add some fat MCT oils to coffee. And how down to the detail do we want to get? Because yes, you could put a teaspoon of that in there and it's probably not going to throw you out of ketosis or autophagy. But ideally, the bottom line is to let your body kind of cleanse itself from these things and especially coffee and normal tea, black tea, because the high levels of caffeine in coffee and black tea, you know, the whole point is to give your body a rest and your heart a rest and your central nervous a system arrest and caffeine is a central nervous stimulant. So if you're constantly stimulating it and you're trying to fast and rest, very, very counterproductive. So some say it's okay to drink coffee on a fast, but again, in my opinion, it's not good advice and it's probably given by someone who enjoys this addictive substance. Hello, I do. I mean, I, I love coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. I go on and off. Probably by the time you're listening to this, I won't be having any caffeine at all going into the new year. That feels great too. And I'm hoping to just to, to do that. But And when I have coffee, it's like three ounces, four ounces of organic and that's it. But I can still feel it. It's, it's a weird how you it affects caffeine, affects you when you don't have a lot. Not only are you continually reinducing many harmful chemicals into the system, especially if it's not organic, even if, even if it is, you know, coffee has chemicals in the roasting process that have been shown to increase cancer risk in lab animals. And we may someday see warning labels on roasted coffee for this very reason. This was back in 2018. I think we're starting to see that now even more. So water is crucial to health. But stimulants like caffeine act as a diuretic and push water out of your body. And from removing toxins to hydrating every cell, water is a vital resource, especially when fasting. So definitely make sure to get enough water in. A lot of people 
have say have three liters, have two quarts, have a half gallon, have a gallon. What I do is I drink water based on the body's need. When I'm thirsty, when I want it, maybe even a little bit before that. But you don't want to just drink a gallon of water if you don't have to. Because remember, the more water you drink, the more it's going to flush out, push out the electrolytes. And you're wanting to hold on to some of those electrolytes. So you got you to use wisdom there for sure. I'm not a fan of distilled dead water or alkaline water. I aim for clean spring water when possible. However, I know there are people who are a fan of distilled water. If you go distilled some way, try to get in a glass container. Because I know a lot of stores have it where it's just sitting in that plastic container. And, and plastic, probably not good to be taking those when fasting. However, don't, don't get too crazy. Don't get carried away. Do what you can do and God sees your heart. When you don't have enough water, your body will take from other places such as your skin and your joints. This affects everything from mobility to aging. Hydration is key. It should also come from foods when you are eating, such as papayas, watermelons, oranges, and many vegetables. Remember, food either gives life to the body or it feeds disease. There's really not a neutral food. Maybe, you know, you could say um, iceberg lettuce or romaine, you know, it's just not much in it, but it does have some antioxidants and things in it. Food is either giving life to the body or it's promoting disease. And for me, I always excused my poor attitude with statements such as, I had a bad day, I'm under a lot of stress, or I'm tired, and then I would cave in and, and have my caffeine. Ironically, I was the primary cause of my bad day, stress, and fatigue. Addiction to caffeine, for example, can fuel anger. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders lists caffeine-related disorders such as caffeine intoxication, caffeine-induced anxiety disorder, and caffeine-induced sleep disorder, all of which can lead to angry outbursts, severe anxiety, and extreme irritability, even poor sleep. And I love when people say, man, I can have coffee, I just crash, and I go right to sleep. Well, I'm not saying you won't fall asleep, but you won't get the deep REM sleep the very deep, good for your body sleep. It really affects deep sleep. And I think that's why a lot of people are sick, joint soreness, all kinds of things, because we're not getting that deep sleep. And it's that deep sleep that heals the body. It's that deep sleep where muscles grow and cells rejuvenate. And deep sleep is so important. And if we believe that we can drink a high-powered stimulant day in and day out and not have it affect health, we are gravely mis. Dakin, as a person who once loved a few strong cups of coffee and again has some from time to time, I understand that moderation is the key. But can an addictive substance ever be consumed in moderation? Maybe, but just ask the alcoholic why they can't just have one drink. Caffeine intake in the form of energy drinks and sodas and coffee is highly addictive and it keeps your body in a constant state of stress resulting in adrenal fatigue. So I hope that answers the question about having highly caffeinated drinks while you're fasting, because clearly health plays a vital role in our overall attitude. And when we feed the body and spirit what they need, everything works better. We must remove these types of, of stimulants, at least in a high amount, you know, high, if you're having a lot and maybe just get it down to a minimal level. But we are created to consume life-giving, life-sustaining, God-given foods that nourish and support a healthy body, not food depleted and coming from a factory. So if you can avoid unhealthy foods, high levels of caffeine, sugar, processed foods, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, you'll be well on your way. Do that before the fast and then after the fast, continue. And again, okay, I had some ice cream. Uh, I shouldn't have did that. Okay, maybe my kid's birthday party, you know, had a chocolate chip cookie and okay, maybe some, some other time, you know, I remember we were hosting the homeless at our church and I ate pizza with them and fried chicken the next day. Wanted to relate and sit with them. Boy, I sure didn't feel good. I could 
I could tell a big difference. Next time I think I'm going to tell them I'm fasting or something. I vividly remember a comment from a clinical nutritionist. This is from a clinical nutritionist who said this, discontinuing caffeine intake leads to a significant improvement in health far more than just dieting alone. He also made the connection to depression, anxiety, and panic attacks from excessive caffeine. And again, I'm just going to close with this. Caffeine runs along the same biochemical pathways in the brain as cocaine, opium, and amphetamines. Quitting can be a nightmare. So my suggestion is to back off every day, half, have half, and then have half, and then have half. Also switching over to organic green tea, which is lightly caffeinated, is really good. I mean, you're going to feel tired and kind of lethargic. But once you break through that, you're, you're going to be shocked by how much better you feel. It'll be definitely worth it. And the withdrawal symptoms alone tell us why this is so important. In the same way that a hiker feels released, energized, and unburdened after removing a heavy backpack, you'll feel released and energized after removing stimulants. For me, I became more patient, kinder, and more easygoing when I quit abusing coffee. I never realized how much it contributed to my mental state until at least a week after weaning off and after withdrawals had brought up the worst in me. So remember that it, it sometimes it gets worse before it gets better because the body is withdrawing. And then the whole, you know, just the spirit side of us, of course, is directly impacted, I believe, because it's an addictive drug and you're going to feel better. I'm just amazed at how much damage the human body can endure. I'm aware that most listening to this will continue the habit of using coffee. If so, do yourself a favor, lower the amount considerably. At a minimum, wean yourself off of coffee, strong drink, uh, strong tea, yeah, strong drink too, soft drinks, nicotine, sugar, and processed foods before fasting. It will help big time. So here's what I would do. If you're going to, if you enjoy, you know, a cup of coffee and you want to keep it going and you have no convictions about that, have a little bit in the morning. So if you're used to a big, strong eight ounce or 12 ounce cup, get it down to four ounces, mix it with some decaf. You won't even know the difference on taste. And you're not going to feel too well for a little while, but eventually your body will adapt to that lower level of caffeine. We're going to get into this in a little bit about health drinks and supplements and supplementation. What about juicing? Can I juice? Who shouldn't fast? Things like that. And we're going to just keep going on this section about questions about fasting. We're still in chapter two, section two, and we're talking about some of the, the most frequently asked questions that people have regarding fasting. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. 
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.